Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Anonymous Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. We did it. I think that that is a funny uh, nickname for, for me, because then I'm not yes. anonymous. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's you, good that it's a long word to make it extra uh, fancy and complicated. That's true. You could be an anonymous Jeff in that there are lots of Jeffs. So, like, mm. it's like the the subsets of infinity, like the infinity of even numbers. Right. You're the anonymousness of Jeff. No, mononymous, as in one name. <laughs> oh, I thought you said anonymous. No, no. I thought you were joining a hacker cult. No, I'm- The crisis on infinite Jeffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, how many are there? Uh, infinite. <laughs> so, you see how this works. Okay, is yeah, it like- They're, all, you need they're to- all even Jeffs. There are no odd Jeffs. <laughs> is it infinite like the amount of numbers between zero and one, or infinite like the amount of numbers between zero and a hundred? Mm-hmm. Wait. Is this a real thing people talk about? Because that sounds insane. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's closed infinities versus open infinities, and that's wild that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, it makes my head spin <laughs> I reject it. I reject thinking about this, Matt. <laughs> I like that there's subjects that, like, you can think around, but you can't really, like, conjure it to your mind directly, because we're, like, we just don't have the brains for that, and we're not even sure if those brains are theoretically possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I get pissed off when I talk to people, like, listen, you can believe any amount of nonsense that you want of, like, you know, anywhere on the spiritual slash religious spectrum or whatever, but as soon as somebody comes at me and they're like, well, I'm an atheist because we've proven, like, I understand everything about how the universe works already, and we've proven that there's no, like, there's nothing beyond what we can see and whatever, and I'm like, you can't even imagine the concept of infinity, dude. (laughs) You, like, (laughs) maybe you're right, but you can't be like, I am the tome of all knowledge in the universe. Like, fuck off! You read five articles on the internet, and you think you're so fucking smart. Yeah, people are real good at that, huh? Yeah. I just have I to go a- with whatever's in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I read I, a book I, once that tried to describe infinity uh, with the metaphor of um, people checking into a hotel with infinite numbers of floors, and it was a very long chapter of this book that explained the way infinity can't work in very understandable terms, and after it was done, I felt like I understood it, but listen to me now, I sound like an idiot. I don't remember enough <laughs> to talk about it. Sound yeah, like- the thing. I didn't learn anything. (laughs) The thing that's weird is, like, you read a Stephen Hawking book or whatever, and then you're like, someone has explained to me how, you know, radiation escapes a black hole, and yet, I still, like, I get it in, I I feel like I get it, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I could do it. (laughs) I I don't think I could, like, have discovered this radiation now. Yeah, I have this problem a lot where I feel like I don't understand something, and someone who does is like, well, it's like this. And they explain it in a way, even quickly, they explain it so that I feel like I get it, but I don't retain it. So I didn't get it, I guess. Yeah, that's why you gotta you gotta do that thing where you imagine yourself in a house, and there's, like, pictures on the mantelpiece, and the pictures are of concepts you don't understand. <laughs> what? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> is this the mind palace, but it's like a house? There was, I don't remember who it was, but, like, maybe, like, 20 years ago, there was, like, a very incredibly tall motivational speaker guy who had, um... Is it Tony Robbins? Yeah, I was, yes, I, I think that. it was Tony Robbins. 
has and he had this whole he had this whole thing about like in order to like I don't know dominate people mentally or whatever creep shit that those people are into. Yeah. Uh, you had to like remember everything about them, and in order mm-hmm. to do that, every person you had to imagine as a house, and you like hmm. go into the house, and there are pictures on the mantelpiece of like the things that they are interested in or whatever, and so you fill in those spots with things mm. i don't know i, I mean like works. it's it's pretty similar to the whole mind palace concept but it still sounds insane to me it does i have a lot of trouble even i've talked about this before i think uh, even with the um thing that's supposed to work for everybody where you meet somebody new and they say hi my name's john and you're like hi john you say their I name again to help factory. you re- yeah oh do you work it. at a button factory <laughs> to say to them <laughs> But you shake their hand, and as you shake it, you say, hi, John, and you're like, I'm making this connection in my mind, but you're not. I don't remember his name after he leaves. Damn it. The problem for me is I do that, and then as I'm shaking their hand, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I fucking nailed this. Like, yeah. I definitely am going to remember this dude. Oh, wait, shit. I was so busy congratulating myself. I've already forgotten. I was taking victory laps around the mind palace. <laughs> Instead of putting that picture of John on the mantle, oops, damn it! Yeah, you have to. Here's the thing: the reason why you say people's names back to them uh, in conversation is one, it helps you remember their names, and two, it uh, it activates the pleasure center of everyone's brains to hear other people say their names. So, like, you want to make Dale Carnegie, you want to make people a little (laughs) bit horny, and you want to remember their names. I yeah. also think it genuinely creeps people out, and if that's your goal, then you're doing great. Ooh, what is what makes people hornier than being creeped out, though? <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> it works on every level. Why isn't it helping me remember people's names? <laughs> <laughs> What's weird is that I put a picture of John on every person's mantle. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I'm in love with John, you guys. <laughs> how you find out. You come yeah. into your own mind palace, you haven't visited there in a while, and every picture is of John. Oh, shit. oh god! You're trying to single white female John. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're getting very close to writing a sequel to Fight Club. <laughs> Dumb. Is Tyler Durden the person who's like the Tony Robbins guy going into the mind palace, or is uh, Edward Norton the one who's yeah, I think- thinking? Yeah, I think... I think Edward Norton is the Tony Robbins guy who has built the Mind Palace okay. and put pictures of Tyler Durden everywhere okay. and then gotten lost and couldn't get out again. That does seem, seem plausible. I just yeah, feel like I mean, if I was in a fight club and Edward Norton was punching himself in the face, I'd be like, I don't want to be in this club anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, have you seen Fight Club, Jeff? He doesn't do that. I mean, doesn't he, though, if you think about it? <laughs> I mean, he does hit himself in the face when he's alone, but at at Fight Club, he only ever hits that one handsome guy from that band. I don't remember enough about the movie. Uh Uh-oh. That's fine. It's not a very good movie. Yeah. It's one of those weird ones that is so formative to people, but you're like, it's kind of uh, edgelord bullshit, though, also. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think everyone goes through an edgelord phase, Mm -hmm. and hopefully they get out of it. And so it's a good movie to help you, usher you through that phase, so that then when you're out of it, you can watch, look back and be like, oh, thank God I'm not that shitty anymore. (laughs) 
Yeah. But some it's, people get distracted in the mind palace of the movie and are like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to become obsessed with Fight Club instead. Yeah. Yep. I, it's so weird to me that people watch, like, Fight Club and The Matrix and V for Vendetta and they're like, man, I love those movies so much that I'm going to become antithetical to their themes and support fascism. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> those are all movies about burning down any government and authority figure and, like, using your kung fu powers to be the best individual without a government. <laughs> yeah. We've definitely talked about this at Life Before, so we don't have to get into it more. But I do think it's funny that so many movies are, like, sarcastic about their main characters. <laughs> like, hey, isn't this guy cool? But then people watching it are like, yeah, this guy is cool. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble is, you cast Brad Pitt, whose whole job in life is being cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're sending the wrong message to people. I really. mean, I genuinely think that, like, I think the book Fight Club is about how much both Tyler Durden and the unnamed narrator suck. <laughs> but then when they cast Brad Pitt, and then the costumer was like, I'm going to put him in this ostrich, like, feather-edged smoking jacket. <laughs> like, of course he look- fucking looks cool. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I wonder who it's, you cast if you're trying to make them not cool. I'm going to say Adam Driver, but people think he's cool, so. Yeah, Adam Driver's cool. See, I think you got to cast, like, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I, no, he has to be, a, like, a tough fight guy, though. He has to look that part, at least. I think that Adam Driver was very good casting uh, in Star Wars to make uh, to make him someone that you don't like. But also, a lot of people were really horny for him in that movie, yeah. so maybe I'm wrong. Did you guys see the um, the Last Week Tonight where Adam Driver was on? No. no. Do you know about this whole thing? No. No. Okay, so this this whole season of Last Week Tonight, John Oliver has been, every episode at least once, putting up a picture of Adam Driver and talking about how much he wants to be uh, dominated and killed by Adam Driver <laughs> in extremely right. horny terms, <laughs> Yeah, which is a very funny running gag. Uh, and then for the season finale, which was just a couple weeks ago, uh, actual Adam Driver, they had him, like, Skype in, and he was like, can you stop doing this, please? It's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, uh, man. It's a very good a joke. Good Except I'm sure he did it in that weird uh, Buffalo Bill voice that Adam Driver always speaks in. <laughs> I don't know. It's odd because Adam Driver is a genuinely very good actor, and yet, like, just delivering lines that he was clearly reading off of a script, it, it was hard to not be a very aware that he is not as good at comedic timing as John Oliver is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, also actual timing, if he's calling from Skype, probably. <laughs> well, that's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I don't know, though, because John Oliver was on Skype, too, and he was doing it. Like, I mean, they were talking to each other on Skype, so for mm. one of them to have good timing and the other one not, you can't blame that on lag. They can do yes. anything through editing. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Good point, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard that yeah. Yoda wasn't even on set. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, Yoda. <laughs> you know what's really funny about that is they did actually build a new Yoda puppet for that stupid movie. <laughs> like, of um, all the characters that you don't need to actually build a little set piece for, they're like, no, we're gonna build this little log with Yoda on it and put it in front of a blue screen. No, you know what? I love this, because for a long time, things were made CGI that didn't need to be, because they were excited about CGI. I am really glad we're getting back into practical effects that don't need to be done, just because they're practical effects. Yeah, I do love the idea, though. I mean, 
almost certainly this didn't happen. Somebody must have been on set that was intelligent enough to stop this. But I love the idea that maybe they had a green screen and the Yoda puppet set up in front of the green screen and no one else there. And they were filming it. And it's like, wait, guys, why are we doing this? Oh, man. I, um... <laughs> I don't know why that's such a funny image to me. <laughs> Just yeah, filming, <laughs> filming a scene where you're going to replace every element of it with CGI. You have the Yoda puppet wearing these little ping pong balls so they can uh, digitally map him. Yeah, you got a performance capture of Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we want to we want to make sure that our CGI model captures that weird like semi paralyzed motion of a muppet. Yeah, <laughs> like his arms are on little sticks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like his eyes move, but his face doesn't. If that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, his face can contort like it's made of rubber. Yeah. It can do yeah. that one disgruntled face that Muppets can do where they scrunch <laughs> up the hand inside. Yeah, I like when they try to make Kermit the Frog smile, and it's clearly <laughs> just someone, like, pushing their pinky and thumb out so that his mouth, like, has points on the ends. Yeah, he's the Joker now. Is Yoda mm, just much. Kermit's grandfather? Sure, uh, why not? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I want to say, I watched the uh, uh, Macy's Parade this year, it was Thanksgiving this week, and uh, Big Bird said hi to everyone and all the kids at home, and fucking, yep. I know Carol Spinney passed away, and he did, the, yeah. he's the only one who did the voice while he was alive, I believe, I don't believe he ever stopped doing that, even though he had to stop doing the acting for Big Bird. Yeah, that new voice, <sighs> woof. It Yikes sounds like someone doing a terrible impression of, like, I said on the social media, Patrick Starfish, like this dumb voice. Like, that's what it sounded like. It is horrible. Yep. How could you do yeah. this to Big Bird? What's wild is that it was so deep. Yeah. Like, it was way too deep. He's supposed to be, like, a toddler or yeah, whatever, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. I think he's supposed to be a six-year-old. I think Carol Spinney had said that. Man, and that's, I hated it. That's weird, too, huh? That well, Big Bird, to- Big Bird was six years old for the whole last forty years. <laughs> well, yeah, but as it was meant to be an educational show for children that age, it does make sense. Like they're I mean, not supposed to part- grow up with the kids; <laughs> they keep entertaining six-year-olds. Is the idea? Does this imply that Big Bird is like a tiny version of a galaxy-sized? Like when he matures, he will be the size of the entire Milky Way galaxy, but. It will take him millions of years to get that old. Yeah, that's reassuring. I don't mind that. Yeah, no, we won't be alive we'll, for for Macro Bird. We'll be we'll all be crushed in the loving embrace of Big Bird eventually. Oh, that sounds great! Can you imagine getting a hug from Big Bird? Whenever he hugs people, he's so feathery. Mm-hmm. Every star you see in the sky at night is uh, one cell from the previous universe's Big Bird, who expanded so large that a new universe uh, was created inside of him. This actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> because because. Big Bird imagined Snuffleupagus into existence. He has a will engine inside him. He could create realities with his mind. That is true. Uh, I think his yeah. friends were just gaslighting him. They all knew Snuffleupagus was real. <laughs> Why? Because it's funny. Like when you 
like when you tell like like when you trick a kid into thinking the world used to be black and white because of old movies. <laughs> Is that funny though? You're yeah. saying it's funny, but Or like when you trick them into thinking Santa's real. Yeah, is that funny, though? Is that a joke? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked. Uh, hey, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so I played a video game from last year called Outer Wilds. And this mm-hmm. is... Uh, an- so last year was a bit challenging re-space games because Outer mm-hmm. Wilds came out, which is sort of like a, huh, I guess like a rural alien space exploration game. And is it a survival game? <clears throat> no. <laughs> uh, and then The Outer Worlds came out, which is oh. Fallout, Fallout in Space. Uh, but they both huh. came from indie developers and have sort of like a uh, a very pleasant, um, cartoony aesthetic to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I played <clears throat> I played through most of Outer Worlds, and like, there's a the concept of it being like a a, uni- a universe that is completely dominated by capitalist businesses. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's like a cartoony. Um, marketing aesthetic to everything but like you and the world you're in are are fairly yeah realistic gritty i don't know it's it's Mm. less so but there's like a lot of bright colors and stuff is what i meant to get at okay all right i'll take that um but the outer wilds is very very good uh i just finished it it is i don't want to say too much so i won't like i don't want to spoil it because it's a very interesting experience to have i will say there is a goal and a series of tasks you must undertake to accomplish that goal and you spend about 15 to 20 hours learning what the goal is and what the tasks are. But when you actually know how to do it, it's maybe half an hour. Okay. So what is the... what? In w- what is the mechanical interface? Like, is it platforming? Is it, like, a visual novel? What? How do you interact with the world? It is a first-person exploration game. You can interact, uh, well, you can ride your spaceship around a little solar system, and you fully control it. You have a, um... Uh, sort of like radio sensor that will help you isolate uh, signals coming from places and like you can follow them. Um, mm. You have a translator that will translate text of this like ancient precursor species that uh, has text all around the universe. Um, mm-hmm. And you have a little scout robot that you can fire to take, like, pictures of places that are far away. And you achieve things by taking pictures of of the things you need to have, or...? You achieve things by exploring the world and learning the sort of story of these ancient people. So, like, when you get a new piece of the story, like, a little thing pops up, like, you read a a piece of this passage. Now you're one step closer or whatever. Is that the idea? I will say, if you have already played it and you know what you're doing and you pick up a clean copy, you can just go do it right away. Uh, so uh-huh. the game does log the stuff you found to, like, give you hints and clues, but you are in no way barred from completing the game. Like, you could complete it with an empty, uh, an empty log if you would like. Hmm, is that good? I found it very compelling that it was a game that didn't tell me what to do, and instead just let me figure out. Because it's not your dad. The game is not your dad. Yeah, it can't tell me what to do. And if it could, I would just move out. <laughs> 
the next game. <laughs> yeah. um, if if my dad told me what to do, I would simply move out. <laughs> uh, Solved. It's a very chill experience. There's no combat, and the consequences for death are fairly low. Um, and there's not really any resource collection or, like, items or upgrades or leveling or anything. It's really just about you, the player, learning <laughs> the rules of how the game works and how to interact with the world correctly to accomplish the goal that you have discovered. So, is the game a story where you're trying to uncover this mystery and then solve it? Yes, it's oh, absolutely okay. a mystery. There is, like, a hook near the beginning that is, uh, like, compels you through, like, well, I want to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I think it might be too complicated for the Switch. Like, the graphics are not super advanced, but it contains a, like, full real-time simulation of this miniature solar system. Huh. So, I've heard a few people now talk about how great this game is and recommend it, and I would like to try it someday, I think, but so far, every description, including yours, Jeff, no offense, sounds <laughs> really boring. Like, really boring. The trouble um, is, the best games do sound boring, unless... You like that kind of thing, right? Yeah, you're a you're a plumber and you're climbing a wall. <laughs> you're stomping on turtles to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> Unless you're into that, and that's the people who love Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's ni- it's a nice, it's a beautiful world to wander around, and I'm compelled by a good mystery, and I found this mystery very compelling. That's uh, good. And I felt like a genius once I was like, ah, that's what that ruin means, and how to interact with it. Cool, and then I could go do it. That's kind of fun. I love the Mist series of games, but I know this isn't really a puzzle game, but... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's what's fucking me up is that I want it to be a game where you have to do stuff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I want it to be a game where you need to accomplish things in order to get closer (laughs) to your goal. Uh, I've played very little of Mist, but that was the vibe I got, that you were just kind of mm-hmm. dropped in this location, and if you knew what to do, you could just go do it. Right. Um, but, like, you spend most of your time learning, uh, what the solutions are, and then having to go input them elsewhere. Exactly. Does anyone yeah. speedrun Mist? Oh, I bet they do. Probably. Hmm. That sounds like it would be a nightmare to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> look that up, I guess? I'm going to, yeah. All right. Uh, have you, did you play the, that, like, remastered version of Mist that has, like, fully 3D movement and doesn't look like trash? No, no. I always kind of wanted to, but I didn't. I really hated, uh, Mist. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't like Outer Wilds, then. Uh, 37 minutes. Huh, oh, sorry, seconds. 37 seconds. Yeah, oh. I just looked it up as well. <laughs> Is that the ending where you get trapped in the book forever by those large adult sons, though? <laughs> Yeah, who can say? I mean, Spoiler alert for Miss. This is this is any percent. So like all, maybe uh, yeah. yeah, probably just the credits. Uh, all pages is uh, just under eleven minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was a good series of games. Mm. Nope, <laughs> didn't like them. <clears throat> uh, okay, well, outer outer worlds, outer no. wilds. Outer Wilds. <laughs> Everyone go play Outer Wilds unless you're Matt, who might not like it, but it is on Xbox Game Pass, so you can give it a shot and see. Um, yeah. And 
that's mine. Louisa, what'd you do this week? Uh, this week I watched all of the new Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit. Have either of you watched that? I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but I have not watched it. Uh, I liked it. It was based on a novel, so it has that nice sort of slow pacing books sometimes have, where mm. uh, scenes are just allowed to exist. To be like, here's enrichment of this character's life. It's not like there's a conflict in this scene and now in this other one, another conflict. Like, some things just happen. Okay. So I really liked it. Uh, It's a period piece set through the 50s and 60s. um, And they do amazing jobs with all the sets. Uh, It's about a woman who becomes a chess master. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's like, there's like, in the the story of the thing, there's ranks on uh, how good you are at chess. But yeah, she does become a chess master. Mm, And so there's a lot of- I think she becomes a chess mistress, actually. (laughs) No. (laughs) Shut up. Does that mean you have to wear like a corset while you play or whatever? Uh, so you see a lot of, um, like, uh, the places chess tournaments take place in, uh, hotels and, like, casinos and stuff of the 60s, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> Casino. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're right, but that's, uh, that's such a funny idea, like, <laughs> that you would have a chess tournament happening in a casino. Yep. Uh, apparently you can make a pretty decent amount of money uh, if you were really good at chess in the 50s and 60s. I'm not sure about now. Probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good series. It's about her life around being a chess master, which is very good because if you're telling the story of someone who is naturally extremely talented at something, like she finds out at nine years old that like she fully understands chess. I learned the truth at 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. chess was meant... Okay, go on. Nope. No, I can't do it. (laughs) Queen's in there already. (laughs) I know, that's why it was so hard! (laughs) You got the yips. Uh, um, Oh, because the story is about her uh, advancing in the chess world, and she's already super a a genius at chess, so there's not a lot of conflict there. She does lose sometimes, of course, and there's that. But it's not like, oh no, she's not good enough. She's always been good enough. So, the story is more about the other things going on in her life, and I thought it was a very good story. Can you imagine how boring it would be if it was about someone who was kind of an underdog and not that good at chess, though? (laughs) Just watch them lose at chess all season. That just sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening. It's not <laughs> like you can just you can't yeah. get lucky and accidentally like stumble into being a chess master. <laughs> it's not like a like a like oh, a, a poker a, player, a sport, or yeah, poker a little bit, I guess. That that makes me think of. Have you guys watched? Well, maybe I shouldn't get into this if you haven't. But have you guys watched um, the the end of the most recent season of Great British Bake Off? No, yet? I've uh, not watched. Do you any know? Of it. No, don't tell me anything. I don't know anything. Uh, yeah. God damn it! We're yeah, supposed to be can. able to talk about things on here. Nope. <laughs> here we are. Watch the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Also, it was a weird series for me because I recognized a lot of uh, British actors in it, but it is not a British series, and everyone is putting on an American accent, so that's a bit strange. Hmm. It takes place in Kentucky, that's where she's from. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like, is this a, this is a Netflix original series? Yes. I feel like somebody at Netflix doesn't understand how accents work, and they Mm. just keep fucking it up. Like, they hire one, they hired one person to do accent coaching for all of their stuff, and that person just stumbled into being a chess master. (laughs) Like, they just were like, yeah, I could definitely do accents, probably. Well, I'm only going to disagree because I don't think Netflix has a team for stuff. I think they just buy things. 
So whenever it says Netflix original, it's always like Netflix original season 12 of this show from Korea. And it's like, it's not a Netflix original. I mean, you just bought a show that Korea was already making. They have both. That's true. But they, they do produce their own stuff as well. Yeah. There is a very funny um, episode of Nailed It. Have you guys watched Nailed It? No, no. Okay. Do you know the concept of Nail List? Yes, you I told me I would it. hate it, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> yes, you would hate it so much. Oh, wait, I have anyway. watched it. I've watched a little bit. I haven't, like, okay. habitually watched it. There was a very funny episode where uh, Adam Scott was the guest judge, uh, and as they were sitting there, he was talking to the host, um, Nicole Byer, and he was like, Hey, uh, I took this coffee out of the fridge in the, the like, common room is that okay and she's like yeah of course you're a guest and he's like okay i just didn't know if this was like a prop for uh for all the boys i've loved before or whatever mm, <laughs> and then Adam. what is the what is the name of that show to all the boys i've loved before i don't yeah. remember it's I a think movie, it's a movie. It? yeah yeah uh, but it was a netflix original movie and then mm-hmm. like during the filming the they got the woman who was the star and writer of that movie <laughs> to come in and yell at adam scott as a bit it's <laughs> <That's laughs> like you stole my Coffee, you asshole. <laughs> it was just very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think this is a prestige piece where they knew they wanted to adapt this novel. It's it's called a limited series, so it only has seven rights, and there's never going to be a sequel. And I think they Mm -hmm. just uh, put the money into this. Well, if it was an unlimited series, then we'd have a Crisis on Infinite Jeffs again, I think. (laughs) All the ones that they want to be successful are unlimited series, really. In that they cancel literally every show they do after three seasons. That's true. Did you you hear Michael C. Hall doing that awful JFK voice? (laughs) No. On, On The Crown he plays JFK for some reason. Yeah, he does okay. a pretty good job. He's got those big fake teeth in his way, but he does all right. Oh, man, I just, like... I... Wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. He has big fake teeth, even though Michael C. Hall in real life has really big teeth already? Mm, but not JFK big, if you think of that. So it. they put double... They they doubled down on his already abnormally large teeth. Well, if you put just very slightly larger teeth over his teeth, you get the right effect. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. That's like finding out that The Rock wore a muscle suit in a movie. <laughs> there was a rock balloon at the fucking Macy's parade. I know! <laughs> Wait, I think that might have been a joke. No, I saw pictures of the actual uh, balloon. No, I know, but I think that that was a CGI joke for oh a show God. that's being made about his life. It I'm is. not joking. You're that, right. I, <laughs> sorry, You're right on. about it being publicity for this show, but I think they really did make the balloon. I don't. I don't think they did. They, yeah, maybe there they were did. C- there were CGI balloons, right? I I heard this. Yes. I didn't yes. see them, but I did take some breaks, so I don't know. They they only showed the rock balloon for a very brief period during a commercial for this show oh, about his life. Now you got me questioning and everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was CGI. It was good CGI, so I, I fell for it for a minute, but I think it was fake. Oh man, what can I believe anymore? Was Santa real at least? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Santa? Who oh man, did you see the Philadelphia parade where they no. had... Um, they had Santa and Mrs. Claus, like, alone on the steps of the art museum. Oh, no! (laughs) Usually it's, like, a big crowd, but it was just the two of them, and they had to talk to the camera. Oh, man. (laughs) And they've never had- these poor actors have never had to do this shit before. (laughs) Yeah, they just have to wave Uh, from a distance. (laughs) 
Yep, exactly. That's what they've always done before. But this year they had to be like, we're staying safe and we hope all the kids out there are washing their hands or whatever. So that's weird. A real couple is my question. That Santa Mrs. Claus. Because... I mean, they've definitely fucked, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's their thing. I mean, how could you resist once you had the outfits on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of think, I don't know, that's not as much of a joke as you think it is, I think, Jeff. I've never said a joke on this show. <laughs> I said this the other day, but I honestly think that the Christmas Chronicles series of movies is a sex thing for Kurt Russell and Gold Khan, because they play <laughs> Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's true, yeah. I just saw an ad for one of those and felt like I was hallucinating. Yeah, Christmas Chronicle like, 2, and I don't ever remember the first one, but apparently it was two years ago. And I I knew somehow, like, through cultural osmosis that Kurt Russell had played Santa, but the idea mm-hmm. that they made another one where he's doing it again? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's too much. <laughs> what's, what's extra insane is the fact that they're doing such an ad blitz for it this year for some reason, mm. where, like, I've seen commercials like almost every day for this fucking whatever the fuck this Kurt Russell Santa movie is. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to watch this bullshit. I think Netflix is, this is a- pushing really hard to be like if anyone in the world doesn't have Netflix, you need to get it immediately. Yeah. If I do was- think that I do think that Netflix really wants to corner the shitty Christmas movie market oh, yeah. like Great. They, I love a shitty Christmas movie. They're coming for Hallmark's lunch, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds- the past couple of years have been like there's where I think we're on the th- third or fourth Christmas Prince movie. I can't believe that went viral. Like, that movie was not good, and everyone only liked it ironically, and somehow people have made a fucking career out of it. That's yeah. life now. All these, uh, before the pandemic, all these Instagrammable foods that sounded terrible from fast food places, all it is now yeah. is like, look at what I am doing. <laughs> so you yeah. can say, look at me watching this movie. I'm gonna, sl- yeah. I'm gonna slough this melted cheese on t- over top of this burger. <laughs> so it's inedibly covered in cheese. That sounds pretty that good. sounds pretty I good, yeah. <laughs> oh, inedibly covered in cheese is my new favorite descriptor for food. Oh, I was going to say before, um, the Macy's Santa was on his sleigh, but he was by himself, and Mrs. Claus was down in the base of it, like, inside a tree, and she was waving to everybody, but she had a mask on, and Santa did not, so I'm thinking that that Santa and Mrs. Claus are not quarantined together, so they had to be kept separate. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you think that maybe Santa just, ha- his beard is too powerful for masks? Yes, I do think that. No, Santa's actually uh, anti-science. He's a, he's a libertarian. You, but legitimately, <laughs> did you guys hear about how Dr. Fauci's, like, uh, medical practice released a press statement saying that they had ch- checked Santa Claus and mm-hmm. found that he was immune to coronavirus to yes. make kids feel better? <laughs> I did. I did like that, because that's the same bullshit as, like, the uh, the army's radar being like, oh, we found Santa I, on the radar screens. <laughs> I also extremely like that, and yet, I'm also like, there are a lot of people out there who are denying that science is real, (laughs) and to be like, we use science to make sure Santa was safe from the coronavirus is only fueling that fire. (laughs) Like, now kids are gonna be like, why isn't Santa at the mall? Mm -hmm. Or if he is, they're gonna be like, why do I have to wear a mask when I visit Santa? He's immune to coronavirus. Because you're not immune. He's the typhoid Mary of the coronavirus. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) What a great new movie this is. Santa's (laughs) been the one spreading coronavirus around the globe. (laughs) 
we're, uh, all right, we're gonna f- mix this with Christmas Chronicles, and we're gonna play off like Kurt Russell being in the thing as like part of it somehow. Oh mm-hmm. yes, I like this. Santa Can is a get- shape shifting alien that spreads a virus that takes over everyone's minds. Yes. Can we get the Christmas Prince into this mix and have him be the one whose job it is to hunt down and kill Santa? <laughs> Sure, why not? Let's get everybody involved. I love it. Uh, Big Bird, what are you doing? Did you guys see that trailer for that movie where uh, Mel Gibson is Santa and he has to go kill somebody? That's not real. No, I heard about it, though, and it made me upset. Or somebody is coming to kill Mel Gibson, who's Santa. I forget whether... (laughs) But he's got a gun taped to his back. Oh, shit, no, that was Die Hard, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he... (laughs) He says out loud, uh, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. <laughs> because he's Santa. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's real. It's an action movie uh, starring Mel Gibson called The Fat Man, where he plays yeah. Santa Claus, but he's a badass. I really want to see it, but I do not want uh, any of my money to go towards the continued existence of Mel Gibson's career. Yeah. Is Mel Gibson, like the juggernaut physically incapable of being stopped from doing things. Yeah. Yes. He's a white man in Hollywood. Of course he is. Yeah. As long as enough powerful people are still willing to work with him, you can't do anything about it. I just feel like someone should gently lay a hand on Mel Gibson's bicep and be like, stop. You have to stop doing He would bite you and then run you over with his car because he's crazy. (laughs) He's not even a very good actor. He's a very bad actor, some (laughs) might say. He's like, to me, he's fine. Like, he is neutral in a movie, except for the fact that he's an incredibly bad person, which is just net negative. It's not like we'd be losing some great talent if we just stopped putting him in movies. Yeah, and we all were very willing to cancel Kevin Spacey, which we absolutely should have, even though he's a great actor because he's a terrible person. And Mel Gibson is pretty much as bad. I really wanted to see Kevin Spacey do a terrible job in that in that uh, movie playing uh, what's his face Boss Baby Lex Luthor. No, god damn it! Uh, <laughs> the movie that they refilmed. Wow, in a Boss month. Baby and Lex Luthor are kind of the same character. I'm just now realizing. <laughs> yeah, they're both bald and wear a suit. It's the all the money. J- John Paul Getty. Uh, I really wanted to see him in that bad prosthetics doing an old man voice as John oh, Paul John Getty. Paul Getty, that's right. I forgot all about that. I thought you were talking about Baby Driver, and I was like, no, yeah. he was in that, though. <laughs> they made it instead a reasonable movie where an actual old man played the character, and it was, like, <laughs> medium good. It was pretty good. Oh, man, I wanted. Guys, I want to see the bad version. <laughs> I feel... Should I feel bad for the guy who made Baby Driver? Yes. Because Edgar Wright? Was it Edgar Wright? I'm so bad. Yes, it is Edgar this. Wright. Okay. Because that movie was pretty fucking good. Yeah, it like, was. I genuinely really liked that movie. And full, then like full of sex perverts. And then like a week after it came out, everyone was like, hey, actually, this guy is a massive sex pervert and everyone should not support him. And then, like, two weeks later, they were like, this other guy, also in the movie, also a massive sex pervert. Like, guys! Can you not do this? Edgar Wright is screaming at his computer screen, I assume. (laughs) I... I feel bad, I guess, because I feel like I can separate art from artists on this one, and I still think it's a good movie, and it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It is still a good movie, and, like, I don't feel like people should never be allowed to watch it again, but you're never going to be able to watch it and not be like, man, these rapists are pretty good actors. <laughs> like, that's not a good thing to think. <sighs> yeah. 
I think that it is possible to, like, view a piece of art and not connect it to the person who, like, the, the person who made it. I think it's a little harder when it's an actor, but, like, I feel like I could watch Midnight in Paris and, like, turn off the part of my brain that goes, mm, no, no thank you. Yeah, um, it gets exponentially more challenging when you start thinking about watching old movies from, like, the 50s and 60s, because I like a lot of movies from that time period, but it's impossible to watch one without at some point being like, well, that wasn't a very good way to think about or treat women. Huh. <laughs> like, holy shit. Even, like, I watched Singing in the Rain just, like, a week ago, and... It's a great movie. It's one of the best movies. But the climax of the movie, the part that we're supposed to cheer for is three white men cheerfully destroying a white woman's career for the, the crime of being ambitious, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're so jolly as they're revealing that she doesn't do her own voice work, which they forced her to do. <laughs> What the fuck, guys? I don't yeah. like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I always think the weirdest part of that movie is the studio head who's making a lot of money with the setup is like, no, I can't destroy this young nobody's career by <laughs> yeah. not letting her have her own voice. <laughs> I mean, that's weird. The fact that they were like, Debbie Reynolds is like, I do not want to go out there and do this. And they're like, you have to. And she's like, fine, but I never want to speak to you again. And then she goes out and does it. And then they're like, actually, it was our ploy to trick you into being revealed to the world when you didn't want to be yeah. now don't you fall in love with me again and she's like yes i do <laughs> what i hate that in romantic comedies i always think of that as the um like the jane Eyre effect because jane Eyre falls in love with mr rochester he yeah. falls in love with her and then he's like i'm gonna get married and she's like she's crushed and she's like okay well i guess i can leave and he's like no i'm gonna marry you stupid haha <laughs> isn't this funny i was gonna marry you all along i've been so mean to you what the fuck <laughs> that's not romantic <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Strongly agree. Uh, it's a shame because there are very many good movies from that time, but I cannot recommend any of them without some kind of like, listen, Casablanca is a great movie, but almost everyone in it sucks ass. <laughs> like, all yeah. the characters are so shitty and terrible. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine when characters are bad people. Um, no, I, I, but like, I know that that is the type of opinion that will make teenagers very mad at you on, uh, Twitter, but like, I'm fine consuming media that is about fictional characters who are awful. No, because <laughs> I, the, the problem is in these older movies, they, the movie doesn't know that the character is awful. Yeah. Exactly. So they're like, we all are still on, like, we're all still on Gene Kelly's side, right? Even though he's doing this? And I don't know that I am anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of them, the romance at the top, which has fucked up everyone's interactions forever, is that uh, men are, are like, find a woman, are like, hey, hubba hubba. And she's like, uh, get out of here. And he's like, no, really, you like me. And she's like, mm, I guess I do. Yes. <laughs> That's like every one of the golden age of Hollywood movies. Yeah, it's very weird watching Sabrina and the whole plot of the movie seems to be she, like, goes off and finds herself as a woman and is, like, growing up and becoming an adult and then she comes back and she's like, oh, I guess falling in love is giving up that agency again and being controlled entirely by a man. Yeah, a man who's, like, mm, 30 years older than her? Some ridiculous At number, right? At least 30 years <laughs> older, yes. It is crazy. It is like watching a, a person and their granddaughter going on dates together. It's disgusting. 
But we all agree that It's a Wonderful Life is unproblematic entirely, right? Um, <laughs> I, I do like it. On balance, I do like the movie. I do think Jimmy Stewart in that movie is one of the least problematic leading men in a movie from that time period. Yeah, like, but it, yeah, I guess it does go. still have that romance problem of, like, we don't like each other, and then we're gonna very forcefully match faces together and fall <laughs> in love instantly. I yeah. mean, the kissing is terrible, but I actually think they do a <laughs> decent job of showing you how they fall in love with one another in a way that I think is actually quite charming. Um, I do like that, like... I do think it's weird that part where um, a bunch of people in the evil in Pottersville are like pawing at his blonde friend who maybe is a prostitute now or some kind of stripper or something. Yeah, Yeah, and then he's like trying to save her, and then they all get together to beat him to death. Is that what happens in that movie? (laughs) Yeah, Pottersville is just filled with zombies. I mean, that kind of is what happens in that scene, though. Yep. He he goes into the bar, and everyone's just, like, smoking cigars and playing poker, and it was like a normal bar before. Yep. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I think people were playing poker and smoking cigars before, too, weren't they? But they're really grouchy about it this time. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That old, the old, uh, druggist comes in, and they're all like, get out of here, child murderer. You weren't there, Jimmy Stewart, to stop him from murdering that child. (laughs) I do think it's funny that when he goes into the bar before he, you know, goes into the parallel universe or whatever, uh, it's like a quiet bar, it's, what is it, Christmas Eve? there's only like 10 people in there or whatever and then he comes back and it's like hopping mm-hmm. and it's like man i bet that guy kind of wishes he lived in that world where he was doing a lot more business <laughs> <laughs> yeah mr martini that's the same right yeah. the italian yeah. guy he didn't have to be nice to everybody yeah yeah anyway it's christmas it's the christmas season now <laughs> yeah it's time to watch these movies Oh, I think Martini sure. doesn't own the bar in the alternate universe. I think oh, they're no. like, what, what, what happened to Martinis? Yeah, right? Mr. Potter owns it. It's now called uh, <laughs> yeah. Potter. The Potter Hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Pottering Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a bad joke. <laughs> you can only buy drinks with scrip. <laughs> Somebody still has to go right now, right? Yeah, Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, So, as we've talked about several times, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, I've still been looking for a PlayStation 5 and have not been able to get one. Mm -hmm. Last week on the show, diligent fans will remember hearing me be very disappointed uh, midway through when I got an email that my order from Kohl's was cancelled. Interestingly... Kohl's has a thing where, you know, you you earn, quote-unquote, Kohl's cash whenever you place an order, mm-hmm. and they have a policy that if they cancel an order, you get to keep the cash, the Kohl's cash that they sent. Mm-hmm. So I now have $180 of free merchandise from Kohl's to redeem. Pretty good. And it's very weird shopping on a website. It feels like using company script. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know what to buy from Kohl's, you guys. <laughs> well, you can always buy the things that make your life better, but you don't want to spend money on, like, towels or something, you know? 
It's true, but I just recently got new towels and new sheets for the bed. Like, Mm -hmm. I usually just get that stuff when I need it. I'm pretty good about, like, using my money for practical things. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should use this on something wild, but it's Kohl's. (laughs) Yeah, I think you should hang on to it, because there's that thing where when you get a gift certificate, you're like, I need to fucking blow this immediately on garbage. (laughs) Whereas it's much better if you wait a little bit. Here's the other thing, though. Kohl's cash is only good for two weeks. Uh, oh so no! I you do need to. to I'm in a real Brewster's Million situation, you guys, <laughs> but for only 180 dollars. <laughs> go! You should go oh, man. buy a bunch of like they clearly sell video games, right? Uh, mm. They did until they gave 180 dollars worth of free <laughs> merchandise to 10,000 gamers. <laughs> So that it's not allowable for uh, video games is what you're saying, I guess? No, what I'm saying is that the electronic section of Kohl's is completely sold out. Like, every single thing under electronics is just gone. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Also, this is just a tip for anyone who owns stock in Kohl's. They're gonna go bankrupt very soon, because they just gave $180 worth of free merchandise to, I don't know, a fifth of the population of the United States? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that many people. <laughs> I think probably you're overestimating not. this. Yes. yes probably like 10,000 10, people. Uh, I it, think it might be more than that, but that's enough. That's enough to put Kohl's in the ground, I think. <laughs> do they sell fancy food at Kohl's? Yes. Or any food? That, do they sell food? I don't think they sell food. Uh, it's like, it does, they don't have like that TJ Maxx or Marshall's section with like gourmet coffee and stuff. Certainly not on their website, which is where I realistically mm. will need to use this Kohl's cash. Okay, so I think I could like idea. print it out and use it in store, but I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's expensive that you don't want to spend money on. Food's a good I'm one. I'm thinking but... about maybe getting an exercise bike. But Ooh. one you can get for one hundred eighty dollars is going to be terrible. Well, though. here's the thing: like, I would, I would spend one hundred eighty dollars on an exercise bike, but it would be shitty. Yeah, I could spend one hundred eighty real dollars plus the one hundred eighty fake dollars mm-hmm. to get a pretty decent exercise bike. Hmm. So maybe it's that then. But is that? Cole's winning? Was this Cole's <laughs> strategy all along? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why they gave you a gift card. <laughs> because God they damn it, Coles! Spend money there, yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to have, I don't want them to get anything from me. They took everything from me. <laughs> <laughs> what if they, what if you just bought like decorations and wrapping paper and stuff? But why? That's I don't want fun. any of well, that. Well, fine. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> All right. No, we're we're canceling the wiki this week, and we're just going to go to Coles.com and figure out what Matt is going to buy. <laughs> I looked for a very long time last night, this is not a joke, at one of those hydroponic gardens for your kitchen where <laughs> oh you can God. grow, like, herbs and stuff in a little box. Yep. That seems fun, but is that insane? <laughs> Matt, do you have an Instant Pot? I do. Ah, I was gonna say. Well, you could get the air fryer lid for it. Yeah. I'm gonna put that on my wish list. I want that. Okay. I don't know that I want that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. If you, if you enjoy eating freezer food sometimes, the air fryer is by far the best way to prepare freezer foods. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a, that's in the running for sure. You know, it's pretty inconsiderate. I I looked at getting an actual air fryer, but I was like, I don't want to take up extra space in my kitchen. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. How does this lid work? How does the lid make an instant pot and air fryer? We can't get into this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's pretty inconsiderate. She's got an agenda she wants to get to. (laughs) 
No, I mean, it's, it would take too long to explain. And I also don't know how it works, so I don't want to. <laughs> then how do you know how long it would take to explain? <laughs> Someone has to explain to me first, so I can explain to you. Uh, so it's twice the, as long already. I'm on the Coles website, and there's, like, gifts under $20, gifts under $100. There's, it's inconsiderate of them not to have a tab for, we gave you $180 gift card. <laughs> yes! Everything that costs exactly $180. <laughs> Yes, they absolutely should do that. Oh, you can get a Roomba. I see a picture of a Roomba. Yeah, I've wanted a Roomba, but Jen is freaked out by them, and when she explained why she was freaked out by them, I started to get a little freaked out by them, so I don't know. Uh, tell me. Is it because they're they're from the brand iRobot? Because that freaks me out a little bit. I mean, that, that doesn't help. I don't know, just like... I don't know, man. I don't like the idea of a little thing moving around my house without me knowing about it. I don't know. Is this why you, you don't do know about it? <laughs> this is why you don't have any kind of pets. Yes. <laughs> That's not a joke. That is why. <laughs> Ooh, Matt, I found a game they still have. Uh, Lego Batman 2 DC Super Heroes for the Nintendo Wii. I think I might already <laughs> have that game, believe it or not. <laughs> that would be very strange. Uh, get some Nerf guns. Get some cool headphones. Yeah. I do, I did, the the first thing I thought was headphones. They have some that are decent for $70. There you go. And then a backup set for when those immediately break. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. I want to do something with it that's fun. And I have headphones. They're not as good, but I don't know. Get some, so. um, get some novelty Monopoly ripoffs. Mm, <laughs> to what end? Winopoly. <laughs> Uh-huh, and then... Play it. <laughs> It'll be so funny, you can Instagram all about it. <laughs> yeah. Get the new bre- the new version of Star Wars Monopoly that is uh, mostly Baby Yoda-themed. Uh-huh. I don't understand what I... I still don't really get what I would do with it, I guess, Jeff. You'd play Monopoly and look at an illustration of Baby Yoda while you do it. With whom, when? Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I think your plan thing. is falling apart pretty quickly. The important thing is the picture of Baby Yoda. Uh, just buy a lot of 1,000-piece puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy in bulk. It's quantity over quality here. Yeah. <laughs> They're like 10 to 15 bucks each. You can get so many of them. I do think it's funny that when we all started this project, I feel like we all went to different sections of the Coles website. Because mm-hmm. I was looking in health and wellness. Louisa, I think you went to kitchen, and Jeff, you definitely went to toys. <laughs> I went to gifts first, uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I, well, the cyber deals section, and then I went to games and toys. <laughs> Uh, all right, we don't. Are we done? Are we ready? I don't yeah, know. I kind of want to look at this forever. But yeah, that's all. I, w- I was thinking about just this episode will be called Coles, and we just do that for the rest of it. <laughs> but I they guess have way, they have way too many record players on the Coles website. I don't need a record player, Coles. If we want yeah. to do a wiki, I've dropped one in the chat. But if we want to just browse Coles for the best <laughs> gift for Matt, we can do that. Yeah. What if I you got do a really feel like fancy, I just uh, Dutch oven or nonstick skillet. What about that? I have a good Dutch Damn oven it. already. Um, I do feel like I deserve a gift for wanting to buy a very expensive thing I don't need and then not being allowed to. Yes, although one hundred eighty dollars is a pretty good consolation prize, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm also wondering if Coles is going to realize the terrible mistake they made and like cancel it or like like put my order through and then be like we're not actually getting like we're still gonna charge your credit card though 
for this. You couldn't have expected to get this for free. No, I think you're okay. But you do have that two-week limit, so you just have to find something. That's yeah. true. I I would be stunned if Coles could somehow financially recover from giving away this much stuff. I think the two-week time limit is what's going to kill people. People yeah. will be paralyzed by indecision, and so they won't spend it. Counterpoint, uh, they this new this money went live for people at, like, midnight last night. At 12.02 a.m., I logged on to get a new controller for my Xbox, and the entire Xbox section is sold out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what well. about do clothes appeal to you? <laughs> do you like clothes? Uh, I mean, I wear clothes, but I have clothes. Right. I, I don't know. Sometimes it makes me, like, if I have a gift card, it makes me feel nice to get, like, a bunch of new clothes. But I don't know if that's true for you. I would have to go through and get rid of some old clothes first. Like, it <laughs> stresses me out to have too much stuff in my closets. Mm. Yeah. So this is a good opportunity to do that. I mean, I should probably do that anyway, but I don't know. I mean, I've got... I, I feel comfortable with the clothes I have. Like, I usually get one or two or three things for Christmas every year, and that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. You could Maybe get I'll get a, a new shirt every summer <laughs> or two. That's it. That's all I need. You could get a new KitchenAid stand mixer to keep your other one company. Mm-hmm. I could have them running simultaneously side by side to yeah. check and see if they're both still running at maximum RPM. <laughs> you, you grind sausage from one, but then you grind it into the hopper of the other one mm-hmm. <laughs> to get double, uh, double sausage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called the Human Centipede 2. <laughs> uh, they already Matt, made a I, Human Centipede 2, goddammit. Yeah, they've made three of them. Uh, Matt, I have it, I have the thing for you. Okay, it's here $179.99. Okay, perfect. Uh, it is a 26-quart air fryer and toaster oven. <laughs> Now, now, Jeff, less than one minute ago, I said how I didn't want to get anything that would take up space in my kitchen. So I, I'm sure you listened to that and remembered it. Yes. And so I'm very interested to hear what your plan is for me to do with this, uh, this air, this gigantic air fryer. <laughs> oh, it looks so pretty, though. I'm looking at it now. It's very uh, nice. It's got little I, double doors. Mm. I, I figured you would look at it and be like, yeah, no, this is worth it, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting rid of my oven. <laughs> Just gonna put this in the hole. You said you wanted a proving drawer. What if you set this to, like, 50 degrees? Ooh. Wait, that's yep. probably colder than it is inside of his house. Yeah, I'm assuming that the light bulb will heat it up enough to be warm. <laughs> Just leave the door open. <laughs> the perfect solution. <sighs> Um, yeah, I can't imagine why I would need a toaster oven. I gotta stop looking at this, because I'm shopping around like I have $180, which I don't. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, Louisa, if you find something you really want for Christmas, that could save me $180 of Christmas shopping. Yeah, what if you get me that air fryer slash toaster oven? Uh, I got you the gift of your roommates being very angry at you for taking up counter space in your kitchen. <laughs> for getting another goddamned appliance. Yep. <laughs> no, Jeff can keep that in his bedroom next to his bed and never has to leave yeah. bed now. And then it keeps your d- bed toasty warm in the wintertime. <laughs> yep. Just keep that up. Keep that on all night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be so oh, sweet. Baby, I can, I the can sound toast- of it. I can toast your bagel all night long. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. It's yep. too, too sexual now. 
Bagels go yeah. in the pop-up toaster, Matt. That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I bet you could toast a bagel in a toaster oven. If you can't, it is a wild misnomer. <laughs> it's true. You can. Yep. Uh, now I'm looking, I sorted price uh, high to low. You can mm-hmm. buy some pretty expensive things at Kohl's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Yep. I saw there's a weight bench for exactly $179.99 also. Ooh. Yeah. Put that in your garage. I feel mm-hmm. like you would need weights to really get the most mm-hmm. out of that weight bench. I think you would need weights. What if you got one of the garbage weight benches and then you could also afford some weights? What, like mm-hmm. a like a, a weightlifting mm-hmm. bar, but you just put trash cans on the side where the weights go? Yeah, that's what Tony Danza did in that movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> when he got ready to be a kicker for the Eagles, yeah, no, he right? put he put a bunch of trash cans on the calf raises machine. Yay! I I that tried montage, to make a, I tried to make a joke about it being a different Tony Danza movie, but I couldn't think of a different Tony Danza movie. <laughs> there literally aren't any. Yeah, was he ever in any other movies? Uh, was this even a movie or was this a TV movie? Is the big question. That's still a movie. Garbage yeah. picking field goal kicking. What was it called? I'm gonna look it up. The garbage Philadelphia picking field goal Phenom kick- or something. Yeah. 1998 something film. Like that. Whoa, that is way later than I thought it would that be. That is much. Yeah, it must be a TV movie if it came he out in He must have been in his early like 50s when he made that. <laughs> uh, American television movie. There we go. Mm-hmm. You got is it a Disney Channel thing? It feels like a Disney Channel thing. No, but it is from. Oh, it is. It's made by Walt Disney Pictures. It's not from the Disney Channel though. Was it? Is ABC? it on? Yeah, it must have been ABC. Yeah, I can't is it find on Disney out. Plus. Uh, it's a mystery. Nobody knows. There's no way to find out. The Wikipedia page doesn't say. Would it be cool to get this? It is just like a jungle gym for doing exercises against. Ooh. It's exactly $179.99. It is okay, called- I don't understand? What is it? Oh, you put a link in it. Okay. Yes, I did. Sorry. It's called the Proform XR 10.9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could that number possibly mean? <laughs> anyway, a uh, power tower home gym. And it's like a pull-up bar- Mm. Like, a freestanding exercise. You know, I actually have a collection of this in several different colors in the game Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, you can have these as they're part of the, like, workout collection. I really love that on the bottom, like, rail, it has two handles so you can do push-ups with it. Yeah. (laughs) You can just do those on the floor! This is not a joke. Doing push-ups on the floor really hurt my wrists, and I I looked at that and I was Uh, like, oh, that might be good, actually. I think I'm, I'm, I'm even more mad that it's effective than I am that it exists. <laughs> Jeff, I think holding your hands around the handles like changes the way you move your shoulder shoulder muscles too. Like I think it does something. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't help me. That makes me furious. <laughs> um, now the question is: Given that this costs exactly one hundred and eighty dollars, is it going to be shitty? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm it will probably it, fa- it will probably fall over when a human of normal weight tries to do a pull up on. Yeah, I kind of think that's probably true. Plus, I think it would also totally suck to use. They have some of these in, like, public parks. Maybe you should try one there and see if you like it first, because it looks terrible. No, I do. I mean, I use... 
I use this thing at my gym. Oh, okay. Where it is bolted into the floor so it won't fall over. Yes, where it is a good version of this that probably costs, uh, like, $800. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Is this gonna still be good? Should we just go to the wiki? Would it be funny to call this episode the name of the wiki and then not talk about the wiki at all? Mm, too late now that you've said it on the podcast. I think we have to go to the wiki. Yeah, okay, I think we just right. need to do the wiki. Let's blaze through the wiki in five minutes. Okay. Uh, we got London Wiki. Okay. Hmm, alright. Is it about the real London or something stupid? That's for Louisa to tell us. <laughs> uh, oh, you already put the link in. I'm surrounded by links to Coles. Okay. Huh, alright. Uh, it's taking a while to load the background. I'm just seeing plain yellow. Yep. Guys. Same. London Wiki. And there is a little, uh, very pixelated picture of London. You can see Tower Bridge. And are there... Are there sci-fi things in the background? I think that might be, like, smoke coming out of a smokestack, but it does look like maybe a Pegasus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Okay, um, welcome to London Wiki. We have over 10,636 articles. Uh, the London Wiki is a collaborative encyclopedia for everything related to Greater London and the surrounding area. The Wiki format allows anyone to edit the usual stuff. Uh, comprehensive database for all London residents and those interested in London. That's your downfall. If you have London stands writing fan fiction for this, uh, page, it's gonna be garbage. It's not, it's not the London Fanon Wiki. Come on. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm imagining a neighborhood called Chismbaum. <laughs> That's mean, my like, neighborhood where I live in fake London. Yeah, exactly. Do you think there's a section on this for Cockney slang? Ooh, oh, there better so. be. Here's here's the sentence that makes me worried, though. Somewhat more flexibility is allowed than in Wikipedia. So long as it is London-related, lists of walks, interesting bus trips, places associated with a particular topic, etc. That's too much leeway to give people on the internet. Yes, agreed. It seems to just be about people and places, uh, because I see, I looked up Cockney, and it is mentioned in the article for Peckham Rye. Yeah, I also found that exact same thing. Uh, This sounds like a joke, but it's presented very factually. (laughs) The London, Ohio, U.S. wiki has been decommissioned for the London, Ontario wiki. See this. (laughs) I like that a lot. Have people been writing about Ohio on here? (laughs) Maybe. Oh man, the London, Ontario wiki is somehow even worse than this wiki. Uh, is it is it a real Wikipedia wiki or is it a fan wiki like this? It's another fandom wiki. It's uh, oh, okay. It's like just all of the default like images and texts and like fonts and all that. Hmm. All right. Uh, I got a random page. Mm -hmm. I put the link in. It's called Temple Mills, and I will read to you the entire text of it because it's very short. Temple Temple Mills is a northerly part of Stratford, south of Leighton, located within the London borough of Newham in East London. Temple Mills was home to a marshalling yard and wagon works belonging to the Great Eastern Railway. Temple Mills Lane is to the north of the London 2012 Olympic Park. More information on the Wikipedia page. And then I link to the Wikipedia page for Temple that's pretty good that it actually links to a Wikipedia to give you some real yeah. information. Although, like if you know Wikipedia exists, why why do you, would you create this? 
Well, I think for that main page, if you tried to put on Wikipedia, here are some interesting walking tours of London, they would strike that down and be like, you can't prove they're interesting, yeah. you know? Sure, but they don't say here's some interesting walking tours of London on this page either. Right. They're mixing <laughs> real th- facts in with their um, uh, opinions. I think that also, like, uh, to Louise's point a little bit, there's a notability requirement on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. lot of this, a lot of this, like, very minor London stuff is not notable enough for a Wikipedia page. I do think it's crazy how many neighborhoods in London have, like, a name and a quote-unquote culture surrounding them. Yeah, that's because they've been there for literally a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, I got a random page, and my random page is Metropolitan Tabernacle. Mmm, tell me Uh, more. The Metropolitan Tabernacle is a large independent Reformed Baptist church in the Elephant and Castle in London. It was the largest nonconformist church in its day in 1861. The Tabernacle Fellowship have been worshipping together since 1650, soon after the sailing of the Pilgrim Fathers. Its first pastor was William Ryder, and many notable others have filled the position Mm. since blah 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 no one cares. So um, it's a church. The end. It's a church. Yep, <laughs> it's a church in London. A church. Elephant and castle sounds like it must be Cockney rhyming slang for yep. something. <laughs> it's, a, it's Cockney rhyming slang for your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been a real pain in my elephant lately, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, oh, sure. uh, I just, I need to say this because I feel like if I was listening to this podcast, it would make me crazy if I didn't. The Peckham and Rye, uh, the, uh, the Peckham Rye, uh, page mentioned cocky rhyming slang because Peckham Rye is cocky rhyming slang for a necktie. There. I okay. did it. Great. I thought you were going to say, full disclosure, we have been to London and have family from there. <laughs> I don't so think we need to we disclose have a conflict that, of interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to be too nice about London. <laughs> We I don't have say, family in London also. No, we have family from London, though. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. A yes. long time ago. Yes. Um, I bet we have some family in London now, don't you think? If you, if like you get who? out far enough. I don't want to get into it. I mean, but, like, <laughs> third cousins, probably, but... Yeah. Uh, I do think it's, uh, uh, to Jeff's point about Elephant and Castle, it is charming if you're riding the tube, and then it says, next stop, Elephant and Castle. You're like, ha, I'm in London. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the the... <laughs> The station names in London are so much better than the station names in New York or any other city yeah. I've ever been to. It's very rare that you get a, a good uh, subway stop name. Yeah, um, nothing, Pick- nothing tops like King's Cross. Mm-hmm. That's Pick- a great name. Circus. Piccadilly Circus has always sounded silly. <laughs> like, I sometimes think about the fact that somebody chose that name. They were <laughs> like, yep, this is a Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> yep. Pretty good. Did you want to make it sound goofy? It's not no. like the sounds have changed. It used to be very serious, Matt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Circuses was where you went to die. <laughs> I mean... But if you're an elephant, you never forget to go back to the elephant graveyard at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where your king Scar is waiting to welcome you into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, so I got a random page. <clears throat> <laughs> my random page is London Buses Route N8. London Buses Route N8 is a trans is a transport for London contracted bus route in London, United Kingdom. That sentence doesn't make any sense to me. It has the word London in it three times. <laughs> yes. 
a transport I, for London contracted bus route. Is that a what? bus company? I don't know. Some of the words are capitalized, but I don't know why. It also has the phrase bus route in it twice. It's a, it is a, what, 15 word sentence, and most of them are repeated at least once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a buffalo sentence. Yeah. It runs between uh, Hainault and Oxford Circus. Doesn't help me. Doesn't tell me what it does. Sure. Yep. That's I don't all understand I've any of this. Have ridden the buses in London? They're very depressing. They're fine. If you get on top of a double-decker, you feel like you're gonna die. Not a double-decker. That's for tourists. I mean, like, <laughs> the actual buses. There are still uh, double-deckers on the actual uh, bus routes. Most of them are just depressing buses. They are a lot like the buses we had to ride at Rutgers when we went to Rutgers, Jeff and I. Yeah, I do like how buses and trains that are, like, quality ones have that weird, cushy, fake velvet on the seats. I really like that. (laughs) Yeah. Feels like good traveling time to me. Except you cannot touch that and not think about all of the sins that it has absorbed over the years. (laughs) That's fair, but if I'm in a city, I'm so exhausted, the chance to sit down is so much uh, better than uh, whatever I could be sitting on. Like, I can sit on a pile of garbage at that point, I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yep. I kind of miss the ability to sit in, like, a little scooped out uh, plexiglass. No, what is it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, the, the molded chairs. Seat. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. The, those, talk about an uncomfortable sit. Talk about your butt falling asleep. Yeah. Those ones okay. really did it to me. Nothing feels better. Like, I would I would, I would, would give anything to be able to do that again. I haven't been on the subway in eight months. You Plus- know what's weird? Okay, we gotta get into this. Um, you know how a lot of bus seats and, like, subway seats and stuff have that thing where there's, like, there's a divot for your butt and there's, like, divots for your legs to stick out. But then there's, like, a little crest in between the leg holes. Right. What's that yeah. for? Hold up your dick. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's what I'll say. Jeff said that very confidently. <laughs> here's what I'll say. It's certainly not to help my dick, because it is to hurt my dick. It keeps your balls separate. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, you need it. I don't. It's, it's not good. It's not doing good things to my body to it's have like it medicine. There. <laughs> no, it's bad. You don't it's like bad, it, actually. but you need it. I don't think I do. I think it might... If I sat in it long enough, I think I might get gangrene. <laughs> uh, real answer is it probably to stop people lying down. Oh, yeah. That's the reason any any seat is uncomfortable in a major city, is to yeah. stop people from lying down on it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But is it worth sacrificing our uh, entire, whatever, gooch health? <laughs> you know, it's funny. If rich, you look- people, rich people don't have to worry about their gooch. They get driven <laughs> everywhere in private jets. They have a person to take care of their gooch. Yeah, they get to sit on the soft hands of their personal gooch holder. <laughs> God. Uh, but if you look at old, um, like, professionally made furniture, a lot of uh, handmade chairs will also kind of have that shape to them, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeps homeless people from sleeping on their chairs. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a cool look aesthetically, but it is extremely not good for your butt and all of the associated territories. I'm just thinking of someone hand carving a chair seat, and like, that's a lot of extra work for basically no reason. Yeah. Hmm. Unless you're like worried about, I guess if you have a certain type of thigh that like spills out over the- the, (laughs) Those thick thighs. (laughs) Yeah. Is what we call those. Yep. (laughs) 
thick while standing, but surprisingly uh, unviscous when you sit down. <laughs> They're like those little toys with the uh, elastic inside where they stand up, but then if you press the button at the bottom, they collapse. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of what my body's like, I think. <laughs> it's it's just tension and anxiety keeping me upright. Yep. yep. Well, push a button on the bottom of my feet, I collapse into a pile. <laughs> that button is labeled a big sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, <laughs> that button is where Jeff's mom held him when she dipped him in the river sticks. Oh, yeah. God. Topical. What's yep. the opposite of the river sticks? <laughs> what makes me super vulnerable? The river stones. Is this anything? Boom. Mm, both of them break my bones. Mm-hmm. And words also hurt me a lot. <laughs> yes. Maybe you're already super me. vulnerable. <laughs> yep. I'm the opposite of Achilles, except for one part of my ankle, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you build up enough of a callus, you could be the anti-Achilles, if you think about it. I just go around, like, hitting people with the back of my ankle. Yeah. I, def- I defeat Achilles handily. You get real good at kickboxing, but not the boxing part, just the kicking. <laughs> yep, I just, like, hook people, so I make sure to get them with the back of my heel. <laughs> I like how you've transformed impervious into deadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be? <laughs> I mean, how? It's still just the back of your heel. It's not like you have a poisonous spike there. (laughs) Right, but I can hit people so hard with it because it's impervious to damage. Why do you think that you'd be able to hit them harder with the back of your heel if it was impervious to damage than you can right now? Because right now I would have to worry about hurting myself more than I have to worry about the speed of the kick. That's the thing? That's the thing keeping you from killing people with kicks right now, (laughs) Jeff, is that you're worried about hurting your foot? Yes, obviously. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you think if the back of your heel is impervious, you can kill someone better with that than you could with a hammer, which is also impervious, and you can Ooh, use your good hands question. to hold it? Ooh, what if I hold it with the back of my heel? <laughs> <laughs> but how could you, Jeff? It's impervious. You couldn't how could it How could you, there. Jeff? How could you? <laughs> could you do this? You monster! (laughs) I mean, also a good question. Oh, man. So All right, are this, we done? Yeah, I'm just this, looking um, at workout benches on Coles now. This wiki is awfully boring for one about an incredibly vibrant and interesting city, huh? They're trying to sell a trampoline as workout equipment? <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. If you're going to join hey, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. I bet, I bet trampolines are a really good workout. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like all of the stuff you get out of jumping, all the exercise benefits you get out of jumping are like decreased by having a trampoline there, right? I don't know. I don't know how the body works. I think the bouncing uh, is good. Like, that makes it better. I do want to put a quote from Jeff on (laughs) an exercise box that says the bouncing is good. (laughs) It makes it better! (laughs) Exclamation point. Oh, it's man. it's certainly lower impact than just jumping up and down. I mean, that, I will That's give true. you that one, yes. Mm. I guess if you're, like, learning to flip and stuff, it would work your core, right? Yeah. Or your back, depending on which direction you're flipping, I guess. Mm, oh, your core includes your back, I believe. Yeah, your core is in the middle of you, front mm-hmm. and back. Mm-hmm. And now you got that serial killer backbone. 
<laughs> You're going to be so strong. Yeah. <laughs> For once, I won't be paralyzed by pain from just lying in bed. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a billion years old, you guys. <laughs> you will be paralyzed by pain, but it will inspire you to kill. Oh, yes. I'll be Instead of like, just making you lay down or stand up. I'll be like that character who wears a suit with spikes on the inside to make himself feel pain all the time. That penance. Penance, that's the one. Paul Bettany in um, uh, The Da Vinci Code. He used to be Speedball, who was a very No, he used guy. to be Vision, Jeff. Have you not watched these movies? <laughs> No, what? No, he was Speedball. What are you saying? Louisa said Paul, oh, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Yeah. Duh. God damn it. it God damn it. That was a good it. joke, actually. That was a good joke. I'm sorry. It I ruined good. it. Sorry to the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry to Steve Ditko. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Are we done? We're done. Yeah, yes. I think All we're right. done. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Sorry we didn't talk about London very much, but, you know, we did talk a lot about Coles, so you, get, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, you did. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Congratulations! <laughs> get them! I'm still shopping on Coles. I can't stop. Okay, I have to put it down. You totally owned the audience. If you think about it, this episode was sponsored by Coles in that they gave you $180 That's and you true, didn't talk they about did. it. Jeff, is there any way we could leverage this into saying that this is the official Coles podcast without getting sued? I mean, you just said it. I okay, didn't say yeah. it. We're the official podcast of Coles this week, you guys. Hooray! Merry Christmas! So if, if you want to get royally fucked out of getting a PlayStation, Coles is the place to be. Um, if you anyway, want to be you... given $180 for free for the slight inconvenience of not getting a PlayStation <laughs> exactly. immediately. You, you already didn't have a PlayStation, man. <laughs> I stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning to buy a PlayStation on Coles, and then I didn't get a PlayStation, and I had to wait a week to get my money back. You were going to do that to build your custom refrigerator or whatever it is you do. Yeah, if I said, hey, Matt, stay up till 2 in the morning and I'll give you $180, you would probably do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there we go. Well, but you can only spend it at Kohl's and then you'd reconsider. Yeah, no, that's, that's in the exactly fine print. The I don't tell Matt that part until he's already <laughs> stayed up till 2 in the morning. I feel like any exercise equipment that you can get for exactly $180 is going to be bad, right? Yeah, just true? get a bunch of pairs of jeans. <laughs> So that I can seduce the somehow. GIs when they come to my country. <laughs> what? Yeah, American GI loves women in jeans. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know what that, I don't know what that joke meant, Matt, but I it feels right. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was a time in, like, the <sighs> 80s when denim was really hard to come by in certain parts of the world, and GIs would bring jeans to girls, like they did with nylons in, uh, in the 40s, World War yes. II. <clears throat> you are right, why, you're correct. That's why everybody yeah. in Canada is so associated with wearing a full denim suit, because they all hoarded it. Mm -hmm, because mm, they all bastards. seduced and then killed all the American GIs <laughs> and stole their <laughs> denim fortunes. Oh my god, can you imagine it's the American GIs bringing denim to bases in Canada? <laughs> That's why Canada is still a sovereign nation to this very day. 
Yep, it's true. <laughs> All right. Christ. If you liked the show, then you can rate and review us on iTunes. And not only can you, you should. Thank you. You should Whoa, do it. Really? Yeah. And in addition to that, you can and should tell your friends about this show and how great it is so that they will listen to it. And if they listen to it, we will be happy. So those are the things you can do to make us happy. <laughs> you want to tell us what we can do to make you happy? You can get in touch with us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can talk to us in our Discord. And to get into that, you just need to message us on Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. Nope. At Mastodon.online. At Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. You did it. Go to your URL bar and type in Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK and you can find me uh, there or JeffJK and if on you Snapchat find and me, Instagram. You get one million dollars. You get one hundred and eighty dollars of Kohl's cash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, could we do some kind of podcast giveaway? I don't think this is transfer- transferable. It's also would it wouldn't be fast enough. Yeah. Also, do you want to do that? <laughs> don't you want that money? Because I would. I do. Yeah, want, I do. You've want got to buy money. all those jeans. <laughs> yeah, but what if what if I could buy from Coles with one hundred eighty dollars the heat that we need to really take off this podcast? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> buy $180 worth of cheap MP3 players. We'll put the podcast on it and mail them out to random addresses. <laughs> and put them I in love a t shirt cannon. <laughs> We're going to mail yeah. them all to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want him listening. Uh, later. We later said on, we'll way do too it. many times on this podcast that we want him to die. I don't want we'll him do listening either, right. Louisa. I don't want him listening either. Yeah, neither of them are good. They're not going to listen. But we make it up the news. <laughs> then it's such a waste. <laughs> yep, that's true. Uh, fair enough. You can find me online if you want to talk to me. I'm Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, please continue to do so, and please come back next week. But in the meantime, please don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read comment. <laughs> do your job! <laughs> Off there. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, do your job of saying all the words in the sentences. No, nope. please. Never again. <laughs> Thinking about Matt buying jeans to this American GI. I, can't I definitely did say that backwards, where the GIs were the ones with the jeans. But, but he fine. is so. I'm imagining just like you, you go on like AliExpress or whatever the uh, overseas Amazon website is, yeah. And you're like, all right, jeans and basketball jersey. I need to get me an American husband. <laughs> yep, someone who just woefully misunderstood what the point of the GI seducing people was supposed to be. <laughs> I have a headache now. Mm, yep. This was a good episode. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. it was.